And certainly now, particularly over the past few months, there's been so much research that's come out now that has shown that when you wear a mask, you keep the droplets from coming out of your mouth. Those droplets carry the virus, and so we can reduce the spread of COVID-19. Researchers at OU Tulsa are crediting mask mandates with helping curb a high amount of new cases, and they have the data to show it. Dr. David Kendrick of OU Tulsa and CEO of My Health says it's safe to say his researchers come to one conclusion. They seem to be working for cities with mandates. You know, I've been very clear that a, a mask mandate is something that I believe we should leave to the local communities. But I believe that's a local control, and I'm not going to mandate something uh, statewide. A White House task force report, which was made public last week by Governor Kevin Stitt, listed Oklahoma as a red zone state, meaning it had the highest risk of coronavirus spread. The task force recommends that red zone states impose mask requirements, but Governor Stitt has refused to do so, claiming that they are hard to enforce and that he doesn't believe he has the legal authority to do so. But mask mandates have been imposed in several cities, including Oklahoma City and Tulsa, where health experts say the requirement to wear masks in public is working. On Tuesday, Stitt acknowledged that Oklahomans should wear masks, but that he was leaving it up to local communities to decide what to do. For The Frontier, I'm Ben Felder. And on this week's episode of Listen Frontier, we discuss the politics and science of mask mandates. The Frontier's Cassie McClung joins me to talk about the latest COVID-19 trends across Oklahoma and what health experts are saying about the coming weeks. So Cassie, you know, Oklahoma is listed as a red zone state. What exactly does it mean to be in the red zone? So Oklahoma has been in the red zone, I think, for about a month and a half now, at least what the White House considers a red zone. Red zone, in this case, it means that the state reported more than 100 new cases per 100,000 people in any given week. So since the White House reports come out weekly, that means that it might change what zone it's in from week to week. But just looking at the latest week um, that was analyzed for the report, there were more than 100 new cases um, per 100,000 people, like I said. And hopefully we should be seeing a new report um, on Wednesday. So we'll see whether um, Oklahoma moved down to the yellow zone by then. And so essentially, when you look at the map and you see the red zone states, I mean, it's also an indication of where the virus right now is spreading the most. Uh, so, I mean, Oklahoma is above the national average for new coronavirus cases, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Oklahoma is the 12th highest state. It was as of the last report. So it's above the national average. Um, it was the eighth highest state for test positivity, which just means a high percentage of tests are coming back positive, um, which is not a good sign. So not, not um, you know, the trend we want to see. And 
like you know the story said, Oklahoma's positive percentage rate was at 7.4 percent in the latest report, and the uh, national average was at 5.8. So it's it's a significant difference. You know, in the early months of this pandemic, so much of the conversation was around you know what should people be doing, and we saw the closure of 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 public businesses and public spaces and uh, that started with city mandates and then and then the governor stepped in with uh you know statewide uh closure orders in, in some regards mm-hmm. um and then there's also a lot of conversation around masks and and whether or not people should wear should wear masks and, and this has been a debate not just here in oklahoma but across across the country governor Stitt has said that a a, a mask mandate is something he's not going to do in fact he keeps he's asked about it at almost every press conference he holds and he just continues to say it's 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 not it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. But he is encouraging people to wear masks. Now we have seen these mandates in several cities across the state, including in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. And mm-hmm. those mandates were put in place because health experts said that they would work. And it seems that when we look at some of the initial data, that they were right. These mask mandates seem to be having a positive impact, right? Right. So there's a growing body of research that shows when masks are worn effectively and when widespread wearing. So a good percentage of the population is wearing masks. They do help to slow the spread of COVID-19. So the evidence is there. And like you said, Stitt, you know, he's refused to uh, mandate masks statewide. Um, Today, you know, Tuesday during a news conference, he said that the state is just too diverse for, um, you know, for a statewide mask mandate and just wouldn't be realistic to um, try to establish that. But, you know, he, he has acknowledged that if people wear their mask, if everyone keeps doing their part, he said that, you know, we will continue to see numbers trend down. And we've seen numbers go down in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa, but we still have been seeing some hot spots in the state and, you know, correctional facilities and similar uh, things like that. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, the governor has said for weeks, for months that, you know, he's encouraging Oklahomans to wear masks. Um, it wasn't something that we necessarily saw him do a lot early on, mm-hmm. but it seems like in the last few weeks, we've seen him wearing masks, masks more often. A couple weeks ago, he was at an event where he spoke alongside State Superintendent Joy Hoffmeister, and there were various reports of, of her disagreeing with the governor right after he said, hey, wear a mask, but I'm not going to mandate. She's been pretty adamant that that masks need to be mandated, especially in schools. Um, and we are seeing as schools open up that uh, that coronavirus spread is, is happening in many of these communities. Right. Um, Oklahoma Watch reported recently that 30-something percent of schools don't require mask mandates. So the governor and um, it looks like education um, in general, they're just kind of letting local municipalities, local school boards make those decisions on their own. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you follow education a lot. You've noticed that a lot of school districts have been uh, switching to distance learning because they've been seeing outbreaks. Yeah. I mean, one thing we saw is especially in a lot of these rural communities where there hadn't been very much spread at all over the last several months the opening of school has been kind of the catalyst for that spread. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weeks ago I was in, in Boy City in the Panhandle, you know, it was a very small community where, you know, there just aren't a lot of opportunities to gather as groups, uh, you know, maybe church services and, you know, there's a local diner, but the school is the, you know, the place where people gather the most. And the first day of school was delayed by a couple of weeks because 
meetings that brought all the teachers together to prepare for the new school year resulted in a spread of COVID-19 cases. So uh, talking to Superintendent Hoffmeister, she said that some of the things that she's hearing from health experts is they've said the, re the opening of school can be especially challenging for rural communities who may mm -hmm. feel like they've avoided this, but school may be kind of their introduction into the pandemic. Right, and it, it seems kind of inevitable, doesn't it, when you're looking at starting in school, learning again, um, you know, starting extracurricular activities like sports, football, um, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. But, you know, as people are interacting with people outside of who they were interacting with maybe during the summer, they're being, you know, reintroduced to staff, fellow teachers, you know, maybe fellow students that, you know, inevitably you're going to be interacting with people that you wouldn't have been interacting with before. Today, Tuesday, when we're recording this, uh, Oklahoma City has extended its mask ordinance for, um, I believe, at least another month. Mm -hmm. It's been interesting to kind of watch these city mandates. In, in Oklahoma City, it, it passed initially, but it didn't have enough votes for it to become an emergency, which would make it go into effect immediately, unless at least one of the council members changed their votes on the second vote. And so mm -hmm. they did. So there was kind of a you know, at least one council member said he didn't think there should be a mandate, but once that was passed, he believed that, well, if we're going to have one, we might as well start this quickly. In Edmond, we saw the council do the same thing. They passed a mandate, but they didn't have enough votes for the emergency, so they passed a mandate that wasn't going to start for for another month. And that, right. that lost month can be pretty important from what we've seen from the data. Going back to the, the White House Task Force report, that's actually something that they recommend red zone states do, right? Impose these mask mandates. Right. Yeah, they, they do um, recommend statewide mask mandates. But we know, you know, like we were talking about earlier, that Stitt has continued to really resist anything like that. Um, but, you know, we things do, you, you know, we've been talking about the pandemic since it first started emerging in Oklahoma in March. And the data, we, we, we've seen how quickly it can change. Um, you know, we saw that huge increase in July uh, that was kind of in line with when the state really started reopening. So, you know, that extra month could could make a big difference. And it looks like um, that new cases are starting to level out a little bit. I think they're averaging, averaging around 700 new cases a day, which is, you know, down from, I think, over a thousand not too long ago. So I think that's part of the reason why public health experts really do think mask mandates are working and kind of going back to, you know, the Oklahoma City vote where one council member switched their vote. Um, some public health officials have told me that they're hoping it's becoming maybe slightly less political. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that anecdotally as much, but, um, you know, as we're seeing those numbers go down, hopefully more people are wearing their mask and, you know, hopefully those mask mandates are are working. I will announce it right now. Um, I'm actually broadcasting on Periscope right now um, at the Oklahoma City uh, protest uh, for what it is against the mask mandate. All right. We love freedom. We came here because they have a sign on the door that says must wear a mask so you're not, feel safe here. You're, you're, not wearing, you're, here. you're not wearing a mask. Well, I have COVID. Do you want it? 
you're right. We, this has been political, obviously, since almost since day one. And we've seen, you know, you know, weeks ago there were protests in Oklahoma City and on a, a busy intersection. There were folks that had come out to protest the Oklahoma City mask mandate. And for them, this was a, a matter of freedom that they didn't want to see mm-hmm. their, their rights infringed on, or at least that's how they viewed it. It still seems like it's a little political. I guess if you're kind of in the social media bubble, it seems like almost every day there's a video shared of someone who, you know, walks into a Walmart and becomes irate because they're asked to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, I mean, we have seen the governor wear a mask more often than we did early on. Right. And I don't know if it's coming from, you know, we've talked about the new normal a lot. And I think in some of these cases, like we've seen the local mask mandates in Tulsa and Oklahoma City. And those came at a time where the numbers were really escalating. And, you know, I think even in maybe these more red areas, people want to get the numbers under control by any means possible. So, you know, like the governor was saying this morning at the news conference, I mentioned, you know, though he doesn't want to enact any kind of mask mandate that would, you know, blanket the whole state, his messaging has kind of, you know, more focused in on, hey, if we all wear a mask, we can help each other, we can be a good neighbor. And at the same time, he's still pushing the, uh, you know, the how important he thinks personal freedoms are. So I think, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. And I think maybe more uh, politicians or more, you know, you just regular people are kind of seeing that, um, you know, you can wear a mask and you can still keep your freedoms too. And that might be naive of me, but that's, that's what I'm hoping. And that's what I've been seeing a little bit more. So we saw the spike in, in late July, early August. And, and then it seems, you know, right around that time when mask mandates were implemented, we've seen kind of a steady decline and now kind of a leveling out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are you hearing from health experts in terms of is, is this just a, a plateau? Um, are, are cases starting to trickle down? I mean, what does the data show in terms of where we are at right now in, in combating the coronavirus? Right. So the number, they've they've been kind of fluctuating since, like, I think early August. Um, You know, we haven't seen the daily average go above 800 cases. And that's not, that's the seven-day average, not day-to-day. We have seen day-to-day cases go over 1,000 cases. But, um, you know, health experts I've been talking to say, numbers do look like they're starting to plateau and they're down from where they were earlier in early August, late July. And they credit a lot of that to the mask mandates, to social distancing and other measures, you know, such as washing hands. But, um, you know, something important to keep in mind, schools, you know, like we've been talking about schools have started um, in-person learning recently. And those same public officials I've talked to have been cautiously optimistic about numbers falling. Um, they, they think they're, we're going to see another uptick here in the next few weeks because of schools restarting. And one of the points they really wanted to push is just because we see a another increase in cases doesn't mean that masks don't work, but it's, it's inevitable with people starting to interact in larger groups again. Yeah. You know, and going back to that task force report, we'll see another one later this week, but um, the state of Oklahoma is considered to be in the red zone. But when it comes to the actual metro areas, uh, the last report we saw showed Tulsa as a red zone metro, but not Oklahoma City. So it's, yeah. it, you know, it's not even just a blanket pronouncement across the state. This, this looks different in different parts of the state as well. 
Right. And I thought that was really interesting that Tulsa is in a, the red zone um, by the White House standards for the Oklahoma City Metro isn't. And I don't have a good, you know, reason or analysis for that as of now. You know, I know that Oklahoma City's test positivity rate is lower than Tulsa's, you know, their new cases are lower than Tulsa's, but I'm, I'm not quite sure why both have, you know, mandatory masks um, and I don't see any any huge differences, but yeah, there there is that difference there with um, how COVID nineteen is affecting each area. Well, has your city? And I said you're in Tulsa. I'm in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Has your city put out a catchy uh, wearing a mask uh, <laughs> song like ours has? You know, it hasn't, and that might be it. That might be we, might, re- we might be missing that song. That may be the reason right there. A catchy song uh, can, can get more more converts on into wearing a mask. Well, yeah, what, what, what does it look like in Tulsa? I mean, just anecdotally, I, I, mean, I, I assume mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of going out a little bit more. I mean, are, do you feel like, uh, you know, the mask mandate is, is being followed? Because you're in Oklahoma City, and granted, I'm, you know, I'm in the, the, the urban core, you know, probably in communities that take this a little bit more serious politically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I've been kind of surprised at how often or how much I've seen uh, people uh, follow this mandate. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of the same way. I hang out a lot, you know, around downtown and in around that area. And for the most part, people are doing, you know, just anecdotally, I see people are doing a good job with wearing their mask. Um, that said, you know, I have been in some stores where people just kind of, you know, go in without their mask and no one really says anything. And I don't blame them. I was actually having this conversation the other day about, you know, what role stores should play and, you know, enforcing the mask mandate. And that just seems like such a burden for those employees. And that's just kind of an aside. But for for the most part, I think um, there have been some, you know, events here that Oklahoma City haven't had, like the Trump rally. Um, some sports events. But other than that, um, you know, I, I, it looks like it's about the same in the Oklahoma City Metro. Yeah. You know, I was over the weekend coming back from eastern Oklahoma on the turnpike between o- mm-hmm. Tulsa and Oklahoma City. And, and we, we got off to, to stop in, in Davenport for lunch. We went to a barbecue restaurant. And I, uh, most people weren't wearing masks in, in the restaurant. Um, in fact, we heard conversations with people around us who were, who were kind of downplaying the pandemic, but we did see mm-hmm. a handful of people. And I just, I don't know, maybe I'm not giving rural areas enough credit, but I was actually surprised to see, you know, several people wearing masks, even though it wasn't the mm-hmm. majority, you know, even in a, in a rural community in the middle of the state, no matter where mm-hmm. you fall along politically, there are, are some people who, who, who maybe politically you wouldn't think would, would accept the mandate, but are maybe concerned for their health and the health of their family and, and are going to go ahead and, and, and be cautious. Right. It's interesting you say that. It's That's kind of what we've been hearing the governor say, um, kind of going back to personal responsibility and, you know, him saying that people need to do what they feel is best for their family. So, you know, like you said, I think there might be, you know, clearly there's a different perspective of that, you know, person to person and in between, you know, more urban areas and more rural areas in the state. Yeah. Well, as uh, as these mask mandates continue, hopefully we can we see the, the numbers decline we've plateaued hopefully we don't see another spike and, and hopefully we'll we'll see another decrease here in the coming weeks but as you just said you mm-hmm. know schools opening other activities around fall football and high school football now 
is is going on. And I saw some uh, high school football reporters who were tweeting last Friday night about, you know, stadium announcers having to remind people many times to, to wear masks. And so um, it's just going to – it may just go up and down depending on, on what kind of events we have and, and how people uh, – what kind of precautions people take at these events. Mm-hmm, exactly. And the governor, you know, pointed out this morning that I think we saw – around 650 new coronavirus cases today. And he said, we could see that number fluctuate for the next year or two. So yeah, it's, it's very possible, you know, just, it could be a seasonal thing, how the numbers fluctuate up until, you know, we get a vaccine and are able to distribute that vaccine to the point where it's effective. That's gonna do it for this week's episode of Listen Frontier. You can find all other episodes in the Listen Frontier podcast feed, and if you subscribe, you'll get the latest episode as it's published. For more of our journalism, you can log on to readfrontier.org. For The Frontier, I'm Ben Felder. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you next week.